cut the pleasantries and get straight into it, shall we? Tipping Liverpool to stay up this year. <laughs> Thanks for explaining how the Premier League works, then. Enjoy that now. No. <laughs> uh... Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Football Times podcast with myself, RadioTimes.com sport editor Michael Potts, and I'm joined in the studio by Mr. Jake Wilson of Mat- BBC Match of the Day magazine. How are you doing, sir? You all right? Sick fade, son. Thanks, bruh. Yep, second haircut after lockdown. Went for the old skin fade. £23 lighter in the wallet, but does it feel good? Fair play. I I got a man, I paid a man like £32 to cut my hair and he didn't really cut it much. Yeah, that's a lot of hair you've got left, mate. It's quite a lot, isn't it? Like, I I mean, I said to leave it long. Anyway, yeah, I said to leave it long, but, you know, that's... £32! We do live in London. Yeah. Like that's, that's quite a lot of money for not a lot of hair removed. Uh, moving swiftly into the weekend of Premier League action, uh, we've got three big old derby games coming up, uh, and we're going to basically tell you how to watch them all uh, and why you should, um, as well as a little ramble about, well, we've got Wolves. I mean, look, Wolves and Sunderland, that's what you're listening to right now, and, and neither of us are particularly happy, so we just wanted to take a little vain moment to rant. Uh, we'll come to that in a bit. Uh, and then we'll tell you how to lose a fantasy Premier League. Although, to be fair, I'm doing quite well. Um, shall we get started, shall we? Uh, first up, Saturday, it's a 5.30 kickoff on Sky Sports Premier League main event. And now uh, it's Chelsea versus Fulham, a West London derby, my friends. Um, let's start with Chelsea, I guess. Uh, Chelsea, very good performance against Real Madrid. Probably, probably. I mean, they would have, they would have taken a one-all draw before the game. Uh, probably feel like they could have won that one um, in a Champions League semi-final. They had enough chances to do so. Definitely. What a massive week for Chelsea. Um, Real Madrid and then the Eidegger Johnson derby at the weekend. Absolutely huge. <laughs> but yes, I think they should have won. Uh, Real Madrid basically created nothing other than the, uh, the the goal Benzema scored. Benzema, wonderful player. Hopefully we'll touch on him another time. Um, but Chelsea um, are the epitome of um, defending and uh, how it works, uh, because if you do defend very well and create chances yourself, um, it's likely that you're going to do all right, isn't it? Hmm. I, I mean, Tuchel's sort of this um, fashionable coach, you'd say. He's been in some fashionable clubs and, and yeah, he's just a fashionable option. And yet, he actually plays quite pragmatic football. It's not all pretty all the time. Um, I mean, he's grinding out wins. He's grinding out good results. He's sort of you know going about it pragmatically, and he's superb in a knockout context. Uh, he's not afraid to upset a few players and, and ruffle a few feathers and, and leave a few people out for the good of the team. Um, we've heard this before with Chelsea. It's very Mourinho-like. Very Mourinho-like. Is it? Is is this the special one? Two point And who knows? Maybe it's too early to say. But um, I genuinely, I'm genuinely convinced Chelsea are going to win the Champions League. I, I, I've thought about it for a little while. Yeah, they're, they're like they just know how to get through knockout games. They've already beaten Manchester City recently in a knockout situation. They just know how to how to dig deep and can sort of get clean sheets on command. Um, and I think that's such a that's such a Mourinho trait. I'm not saying they're you know they're identical managers or anything, but. There's a lot of similarities, I think, between the two, and I can see that working really well for them this year. 
it's all set up for them to win it. Real Madrid aren't the Real Madrid that we know. You know, that they're, they're lagging behind in the La Liga title race, really. Um, and then if they do get past Real Madrid, uh, after being at Stamford Bridge, then they've got either Man City, who, like we said, just beat them in the FA Cup semi-final, or PSG, where Tuchel and Thiago Silva have the inside track. <laughs> you know, if you want an insight into the dressing room of Mbappe and Neymar, you've got the two men that will hopefully be able to figure that out. Chelsea mm. defend so well. Rudiger has come back brilliantly. Aspilicueta playing. They really have set up um, set up strong. And that, those foundations allow Chelsea to create chances and even miss them. You know, a lot has been spoken about Timo Werner getting a higher XG than Real Madrid in that game. But if they can create the chances to give Werner that he won't miss forever. Or, or if the player Abraham, for example, Abraham will tuck him away or Pulisic like he did will, will make a chance count. And mm. I think at the at the bridge against Real Madrid, those small, you know, little chances, one of them will go in. And I'm mm. not sure that Real Madrid will get one in. And mm. <laughs> we spoke about a lot, a lot here about Chelsea playing one team in white. At the weekend, they're playing another team in white who maybe don't quite have the, uh, the squad depth of a, of a Real Madrid. Um, they don't have the Brazilian, Brazilian uh, wonder kids, but... Not quite. Uh, yeah. It's going to be hard for Fulham to, to break that, that bat line down. Mm. And also one thing that Fulham, um, Fulham and Real Madrid don't have or won't have is Marcello playing for them in the next, in the next leg after he's been called up, which is the best football story in a long time. He's been called up uh, to serve in a polling station on election day uh, in Madrid. It's, it's sort of a duty that all citizens have to partake in, Spanish citizens. He is obviously a Spanish uh, citizen, even though he is Brazilian. And uh, yeah, so Marcello apparently... But it's not all bad. It's not all bad because apparently you get fifty-six pound for it. That's oh wow! That, that's what I I've heard. It. Apparently, you get a little bit. You get a little little bit of compensation for doing it. So spend it wisely. Um, yeah, but yeah, coming up this weekend, obviously Real Madrid is still another few days away. Um, Chelsea is still a lot to play for. Still a lot to play for in the league. Um, going into the top four battle. I mean, they're starting to edge their way back, you know, quite firmly into that top four. Um, but I think games like this against Fulham are because they don't have a perfect record. They don't have a perfect record in the Premier League. They've they've still dropped points here and there, and that West Brom game was mad, utterly mad. Um, so you maybe as good as they are at digging, digging deep and digging in, and there's not those knockout games against good teams. You kind of feel like they still need to learn how to pick apart those teams who dig deep and sit in. Um, whether Fulham are capable of that. Not quite sure. I don't think they really can dig deep and dig in and sit back to defend. Um, so it should be should be an exciting game uh, to see to see what goes on at both ends of the table as well. Um, Fulham, if they, I mean, last last chance saloon has opened its doors again uh, from the twelfth of April uh, outside with heaters and blankets. Um, but Fulham are very much drinking at it. Uh, if they lose this weekend, uh, Brighton, if they. they beat Leeds and Fulham lose, uh, there'd be 10 points adrift of Brighton with 12 to play for and at least nine points away from the rest of the pack. If Fulham are to stay up, they have to beat Chelsea. Jake Wilson, are they going to beat Chelsea? No. How could how can you ban anyone to beat Chelsea right now? Uh, 
Fulham, I, I'm sure they will give it a good go and a draw doesn't look out of the realms of possibility, but I, I can't bank against Chelsea at all. I did so saying that West Ham and, and Leicester would <laughs> finish in the Champions League spaces. I really shouldn't have done that because I knew how brilliant Chelsea were defensively and, you know, pragmatism works. So, yeah, I think mm. Chelsea will win. Um, unfortunately, Fulham will go down. Um and and uh, yeah, but they're in a great place, Fulham, if they do go down to come back stronger. Scott Parker in charge. Not too many players will be leaving. I think I think they're in a good space. Mm. Yeah, it's it's weird that like, they're in a good place and yet they're probably going <laughs> almost certainly going down. Um be an interesting one to see see how that all develops. Uh moving on to Super Super Sunday. It's another derby game. It's Manchester United versus Liverpool. Uh, this is not the European Super League. This is very much the Premier League. It's live on Sky Sports Premier League. Main event are now uh, from 4.30. Um, we've talked about Man United quite a bit. So I reckon Liverpool is the place to go here. Uh, Liverpool, not quite as explosive as they, as they would like to be. But I actually think still kind of admirable form. Uh, I don't know if that's a too positive look on them. Is that too positive? I don't think they've done done all that badly recently they've they've won a lot of games i mean their last three have just been a little bit sort of we just want the season to end now obviously such a gutting um a gutting last minute equalizer from joe willock uh from against newcastle uh the Jew against leeds as well which is disappointing um yeah just they just need that season to end really don't they they've, they've thrown it away they still had a shot at the champions league but with that Equaliser, 95th minute, Joe Willock. They have thrown any chance away. And it, it frustrates me because they were wasteful again. You know, Mohamed Salah put them in front really early with a lovely finish. And they had 22 shots in the game against Newcastle. Mm. Only nine were on target. And quite a few of those were, were you know, didn't force miraculous saves out of the Bravka. And Klopp can't do anything about that. He, mm. he stood on the sidelines bemused about it. And then they, and then you could see it coming. They had the one that was ruled out for Callum Wilson, and they had that bit of fortune. And they still didn't get out, and they 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 got pinned back by Newcastle. And fair play to Newcastle; they deserve they deserve the point easily. But they they've thrown it they've thrown it away. And I think we can give them a bit of leeway because it's such an odd season, with, and they've had so many injuries. And and this even the players that are still there, the fatigue that I think those players and most players in the league are feeling mentally and physically from this training season. Basically, we we stopped, but we didn't really stop from last season. Um, so I think I think there's that, but the Premier League is ruthless. And if you're not going to be ruthless, then you're not going to get what you want. And Liverpool aren't getting what they want this season. Mm. Fully agree with the, with the clinical nature of it. I think when I'm saying admirable, I'm not saying it's been fantastic at all. And like, like, like I agree with you in that it's been frustrating and that, um, you know, you turn those two draws into two wins and suddenly everything's looking rosy and you've made the most of a, of a bad season. Um, but I, I do just think how many of the teams would have dealt, dealt with the injuries and the the reshuffling and the I know they've got a few players back now, but still still without sort of two or three of the spine of their team. Um, I don't want to keep going on about it because it's just boring. But I just think in the circumstances they've they've kind of done what we would expect any other team to do. I think um, 
they're not far away from winning these games, but like I said, that that clinical issue, it, that clinical issue is obviously the one, isn't it? It's it's getting Mane firing again. I think Mane is the one for me who I've been kind of most disappointed by. Um, we we know Firmino's not the prolific 20, 30 goal striker um, you would expect from sort of a top level centre forward. He's not that type of player. Um, we know, I mean, Salah's been still pretty consistent throughout. He's still scored those important goals. Mane just adds that little, that little extra bit of spice, that little extra bit of salt in that front three. And uh, it's such a shame that he hasn't been able to do that. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully fatigue is it. Hopefully tiredness is it. Um, I, I mean, good job we haven't got a big European football tournament coming up this summer, eh? <laughs> A nice six-week break for everybody. Not. Um, but maybe people like Mane, who who won't be involved in, in that big tournament, um, maybe that this is a great chance and opportunity for him to rest, recuperate. Well, same as Salah. I guess that front three, that entire front three, they're not going to be playing this summer. Uh, and maybe this is just a good time to down tools in May. No cup finals to look forward to. Down tools in May. Empty the tank before then. And, uh, and come back in August uh, fit and firing. I still fully expect Liverpool to be in a title, firm title challenge next year, not just a sort of second and that's it. I, I fully expect them to be in a firm title battle with, uh, with City and United next season, I think. Um, I can't and Chelsea, sure. but, yes, but yes, likewise, I agree. Mm, absolutely. Uh, what's your prediction for this one? We haven't really talked about Man United, but again, still going along fairly well. Uh, we're recording this before the the Europa League um, Europa League semi final, which is of massive importance for them. I guess it's probably more important for them than the actual Premier League coming up, because uh, they will want to add some some European silverware to their to their trophy cabinet. Uh, how do you see Liverpool Man United going, or Man United Liverpool going uh, this Sunday? Yeah, Man United, consistent. You know, they're not setting the world alight, but they are getting results. They are distracted by the Europa League. But in the Michael Owen derby, I am going Man United. Um, I think I think a 2-1. I think there'll be goals for both sides. But I can't trust Liverpool anymore. And uh, when I'm speaking to my Liverpool mates, they are very down about it. Um, and <laughs> like maybe us, Michael, with our teams, they are looking forward to that season ending, like you said. So um, Marcus Rashford on the counter-attack, destroying uh, Kabak. Yeah, 2-1. We're building up these rants. We're building up these rants. It's going to come. It's going to come. And here it is right now. It's West Brom versus Wolves uh, on Monday Night Football. He puts his hood up because he's afraid of what he might say right now. Uh West Brom v Wolves, Black Country Derby uh, on Monday, six o'clock kickoff. Sky Sports Premier League main event. And now, um, I'm just going to let you take the stage here. Talk to me about Wolves. Talk to me about this game. Who's going to win? What's going to happen? The show. I, I speak. To, I speak. <laughs> I speak to people. About, I speak to people about Wolves on almost a daily basis. And when I speak to new people, I did an interview this morning, and uh, Wolves came up and. My go-to line at the minute is, we're the worst team in the league. We're not the worst team in the league, but we're not far off. You know, we used to be we used to be compact and we used to be solid. We played that five at the back with the flying wingbacks. We attacked with pace. We were really direct and we hurt teams on, on the counter. And, and when we were confident with the ball, but, but this season, 
slowly it is all eroded and, and we're a bit lost. And I think everyone knows it, uh, including Nuno. Obviously, injuries have played a massive role. Jimenez with his, with his horrible head injury. But then we've also had Neves out. We've had Podents out. We've had Bolly out. Johnny's just done his ACL for the second time in a row. You know, that is some pretty awful luck. I could have gone on with that list. Um, but that Burnley performance, 4-0. Um, uh, uh, Burnley's biggest ever away win in the Premier League it was pretty it was pretty abject to be honest um, we don't look settled we don't look like we, we know particularly what we're doing especially without Neto now too uh, up top Jose doesn't seem to have worked um, that experiment Traore is hit and miss still but in the circumstances he's, he's playing quite well um, Nuno has had a lot of praise for a long time, and rightly so. He's revolutionised Wolves along with Fosun. Um, but this is a massive, massive summer for him. If we, I think he needs backing, um, and I think he needs a break because he hasn't really had one. He hasn't seen his family a lot. Um, Wolves need the season to end. Um, it looks like they were playing like it already had, um, unfortunately. Um, and I don't question the commitment of any of those players because they have all been so dedicated to the cause. But it just looks like, you know, with five games to go, it has all got a bit much for them. Um, and hopefully there's a little bit of a kickback in, at the, uh, in the Black Country derby, because if there's an end of a game where they should be able to get up for it and get settled and get organised and do not want to get beaten. They beat us, you know, in, in January. So <laughs> we can't let West Brom do the double on us and then potentially go down. That <laughs> that's not really okay, um, and and yeah, it's it's a stressful one. This one, I'm not looking forward to watching it for sure. Um, I have, but I haven't really looked forward to watching a Wolves game for for a couple of weeks, you know, if not months now. Unfortunately, um, and I, I hate to say that because I do love the Wolves and I want them all the success, and I don't want any of the the, the main players to change. Um, they just need back in and, and rest and. And uh, yeah, we'll take it. Take it all again next season. I think I am, I am fascinated to see how how teams come back next year. I genuinely think we could see more shocks. Like are West Ham this completely finished article now, where they're sort of high flying in the league. So sort of in in the in the old world, sort of with fans there. The last time we were all in grounds, sort of Villa were nowhere to be seen, and West Ham were nowhere to be seen. Wolves were high flying. Like Liverpool were winning the league. City were inconsistent like are we going to go back to some sort of that or is, is this the new normal where all the t- where, where West Ham actually will sort of have these full grounds and still be flying away and that's it and I'll be very very interested to see I think we could be in some sort of radical shift arounds next season um, once we all get back into stadiums and, and crowds and fans and all that sort of jazz um, I'd be really interested to see how it works um, interesting about Nuno I was going to ask the question sort of would you be would your be finger? Would your finger sort of be uh, stroking the trigger right now? No, 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 no. Um, there's there's more talk that, that, that Spurs might be interested in him, um, and even though he doesn't he doesn't look the same, you know that we've we've known. I don't want him to leave. I've got full backing in him that, that he'll sort this out, and he just needs a bit of time and you know a bit of. Uh, recovery like everyone else does we're all exhausted I feel exhausted watching football at the minute even you know the the Man City PSG wonder game that we just experienced I felt fatigued in that so how the players and the managers and the staff they must feel it but only only double or more so um, yeah give him a bit of rest 
give him a summer, back him. Hopefully he comes back refreshed next year, as do the squad. And, and I talk about Wolves in glowing terms in the future. Absolutely. We, we hope. We hope. Um, so what's your prediction for this one then against Wolves? Uh, Wolves versus West, well, West Brom versus Wolves. I keep saying them the wrong way around. Uh, West Brom versus Wolves on Monday Night Football. Uh, what are you gonna, what are you gonna go for? The Journey and Lescott Derby and West Brom need to win this uh, if they're gonna have any chance to stay up. Um, I can't predict a Wolves win as much as I want to because of of all the things I've just said. But a one-one draw keeps us. You know, okay, we'll just move on from it and um, does West Brom no favours, which we'll be very happy with. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and now I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, have a little ramble about my boys, my boys in the northeast. Um, we were, Sunland, obviously, we're in League One. We're not having a great time. Uh, we were having a great time. We we had actually enjoyed this 12-game unbeaten run. Um, we got taken over by... Uh, French Swiss billionaire, uh, trust fund, trust fund kid, and uh, came through. Uh, he his family owned Marseille. Uh, Kirill Louis Dreyfus uh, came through, bought the club, um, kept kept the faith in Lee Johnson, who was a fairly new manager. He's come in uh, over the last six months or so. Um, he we ended up going on this twelve game unbeaten run. 12-game unbeaten run, which was mad considering uh, where we were. Uh, I think we won nine of those as well. Our big problem was a lot of draws before that. And uh, we basically got ourselves to within, I think we had two games in hand. And if we'd won those two, we would have been top of the league and, and it was in our hands. The first week that that happened, I think did we we drew with Peterborough, who was second. That was a, that was a big game. Uh, then lost to Charlton. And yeah, basically since that 12 game run came to an end, uh, we have now gone winless in six. Uh, We are absolutely rock bottom 24th of the League One form table, uh, just in time for the playoffs, which I mean, kill me. Um, It's very bad. It's very bad. Uh, We have Charlie Wyke, who has scored 30 goals in all competitions this season, which is fantastic. Uh, He's out of contract in the summer and attracting lots of interest from the championship uh, from his hometown of Middlesbrough. Uh, Basically, half of our squad is out of contract this summer uh, because they didn't offer any extensions with all the COVID stuff and not knowing which league we're going to be in. Um, Aidan McGeady's getting a year older. Um, everything is bad. Literally everything is bad. Uh, Jordan Willis, our 26-year-old sort of main centre-back for a while, star centre-back for a while, he, um, he's been ruled out for most of the season. Um, we've, had, we've been playing a centre midfielder at right-back, a 5-foot-7-inch centre midfielder at centre-back, a, a right-back at centre-back, unknown from Wolves, Deion, Deion Sanderson, mm-hmm. uh, and a League 2 left-back, Oh, back up left back. We've had an absolute shocker in terms of injuries, um, but we still managed for a while and now it's all crumbled and gone to pot. Um, so it looks like another season of League One next year. It looks like a fourth season of League One, uh, unless we can basically turn everything around. Uh, but what I was saying there, Jordan Willis, again, a bit like Johnny, what you're saying there, he's been out for most of the season with, a, with, a, with an injury. Uh, he's had surgery. And now he's had surgery again uh, and has just been ruled. He was just ready to come back, come back into it all, apparently. Uh, and now he's out for another nine to 12 months, we've just been told. Uh, so we've signed him up for a new year deal and he's basically injured for nine months of that deal. So um, 
it's pretty bad. Uh, you're going to need to hold me in the next few weeks. You're going to need to hold me. Uh, there's only two games <laughs> left. Uh, no chance of automatic promotion. And yeah, I mean, I celebrated a Charlton a late equaliser against Charlton the other day. Otherwise, the playoff spot would have been in doubt. So it's a, it's a rough old season, this mate. And I think you know the players definitely. We spoke about that burnout, but it's burnout for the fans too. If your team hasn't been one of the lucky few that mm. have managed this without super loads of injuries, it's been a tough old time. Um, and just, I'll feel your pain then. We all just need it to end. <laughs> I'm not saying I've run out of enthusiasm for the football, but in this season, yes, I have. Um, but hopefully the Euros, <laughs> as we lift the European Championship trophy, uh, I'm sure we'll all get our, get our vibe back for the beautiful, beautiful game. Um, finally, before we before we wrap up, uh, a bit of fantasy Premier League chat. Uh, guess who captained Kelechi Nacho last week? Ooh. Oh yeah, uh, a nice little twenty-four points uh, with a captain for Kalechi. I mean, he, if you haven't got him, get him. Uh, and I've made a couple of changes already for the weekend. Um, I've gone and taken out. I've made three changes, so I'm I'm battling oh, quite hard here, taking a couple of hits. Points hits at this point of the season, Michael. I, I'm fine with that. It's really tight in the league, and and I feel like I need to just just a couple of little gambles. So I've gone with Azpilicueta out, Jota out. And the Cavani shout did it backfired in the end. Uh, so as Piliqueta, Jota, and Cavani out, uh, and I've gone with Stuart Dallas, who I just haven't had in all season. Uh, Stuart Dallas in. They've got some great fixtures leads coming up. So so take a look at some leads players. Uh, Dallas comes in. Sun comes in with Sheffield United up next, uh, and Vidra comes in from Burnley. Um, I wanted Chris Wood. A bit, bit expensive. Vidro, 4.8 million. Um, he's getting a few assists, getting a few goals. Burnley are playing this quite expansive style of football at the minute. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Uh, but the the I watched the game the other day against Wolves. They absolutely destroyed him. Sorry about that. Uh, so I fancy Vidra, even just as a, as a bench option. He's so cheap and he's playing every week. Um, I'm backing Vidra to, to do something before the season is out. Mm, I like those shots, Michael. I like them. Um, yeah, mine's mine's pretty settled. My big debate is uh, is Kane or Kelechi my captain this week. I'm leaning Kane. The fixture looks too good. Sheffield United at home, uh, but Kelechi he's got form on his side and Southampton away. There's goals in that game for him. So, and I think at this point in the season, um, I'm basically hanging on to second place in, in my main league because um, I can't catch first, but. Um, I'd like second. That would be nice. You know, I'll take I'll take silver for this year and go again next. Um, and getting that decision right, Kane or Kelechi, is going to be big for that. I think. Do you have your? How many points have you got? Do you, do you have it to hand? Total points. Yeah. My total overall points are two thousand and twenty-six. Oh, that's quite good. That that's actually yes. very good. <laughs> You're nearly a hundred points ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 1932, 1,932. Um, I had a big week last week, 63. Uh, so I'm clawed it back a bit. Um, I got exactly that as well. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe we have the same side now. Maybe the uh, same side. Yeah, top of my league has 2,113. Then there's pretty much a near 200 point gap to second place. Uh, and then from second, third, fourth, fifth, we have. 
1932, and 1931. So there's nine points separating four of us in the battle for second. Uh, I've just taken an eight-point hit there, um, which was is ballsy. It's ballsy. But um, I'm backing myself over the next few weeks to make up that ground. Uh, any any big tips for us? Any big shouts for us? I, I, I'm backing Kane as a captain. I think I just don't think it can go against Kane, especially under Mason, who might want to just open the traps a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, um, if you've got Matus Pereira, um, I don't want to say pick Matus Pereira against Wolves, but if he's on if he's on your bench, maybe just slide him onto the the starting starting lineup. Um, he's got he's got one big moment left in him as Matus, I think, to get that summer move, um, and he could welcome again against the old gold. It's not a bad shout. It's not a bad shout. Uh, very quickly before we let you go, Mr. Wilson, um, how is, well, yeah, tell me what's coming up Match of the Day magazine this week. Well, it is our UCL Dream Team issue. And if you've been as excited and enjoying the Champions League as much as me and Michael have, um, then uh, maybe your kids have too. And they want to know the best players in the Champions League this season. Who's got the most goals? Who's kept the goals out of the other end? Who set the tempo? We've got our dream team. We've also got some sick posters and a Premier League boss skittle game in the magazine, which is a lot of fun, Michael. You'd like that one, I think, specifically. Yeah, and loads of match attacks too. So it's just a full, brilliant, great package of £3.50 and it's worth every single penny, if I do say so myself, Michael. Very, very good. Go and get yourself a copy of BBC Match of the Day magazine. That sounds good to me. Skittles. Mm. Mm. Like bowling? Yeah, Yeah, like bowling. Yeah. You can very knock good. over Steve Bruce and he gets flying. <laughs> Wouldn't we all like to? Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, Mr. Wilson. Uh, you can come to radiotimes.com slash TV slash sport uh, for all the latest sporting previews. We have the World Snooker Championship, which I am glued to at the moment. Uh, we're bringing you all the times and schedule and everything you need to know about that to enjoy it over the weekend. It's the final on Sunday. Uh, the final on Sunday and Monday. So come and join in. Uh, have a look at all the scheduled times and, and soak up every moment of it. Thank you very much for listening and uh, see you next week. Cheers.